Welcome to The Winder, the weekly podcast with me, Sean Philip Naylor, and her microphone. Pour yourself a well deserved beverageino and join us as we spill the tea and recap the latest episode of Canada's Drag Race Canada versus the World. Remember to click on that subscribe button and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at thewindup underscore pod for all the latest news and bonus content from the show. Races, start your engine. Hello and welcome to The Wind Up, our weekly recap and review show where I, Microphone, and my co-host, Sean Philip Naylor, recap and review each episode of Drag Race. This iteration round, we are doing Canada's Drag Race, Canada versus the world. Now, for those listening, you'll have no idea what's happening, but for those watching over us on our YouTube channel, you can see I have a very special guest with me this evening. She has an intruder. And it, this isn't Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. <laughs> no, yes. Um, so don't forget, you can follow me on Instagram at microphone. You can follow him at Sean Phillip Official. You can follow the podcast at the windup underscore pod. And you can follow my very special guest at Terry Dactyl. I believe it's D-A-K-Y-T-L. Terry no? Dot, D-A-K-T-Y. Terry Dot. But my fabulous guest is Mr. Mr. Terry Dactyl. Hi, everybody. Hi, Terry Dactyl. I'm excited to have a guest. You're our first guest. Yes. I got the best one. You are. Oh my God, yeah. yeah, even more exciting. Yeah. Let's go. And, yeah. you know, funnily enough, you were actually the first one I asked. So it wasn't like one of those, you know, you know like we've asked people who have us down. You were actually the first one I asked. All right. Uh, cheers oh, yes. to this episode, by the way. Cheers. Cheers, cheers to you. Cheers. cheers. And cheers. Cheers. Chink. Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm drinking the last of my blue gin. It's made a few appearances on uh, the wind up. It has. But it is about to be all gone. We're starting off with a lovely margarita. Um, and then I've got some lovely Fiano. Fiano? Do I have a Fiano? Yeah, I've bought a Fiano to drink tonight. Fiano, it's a white wine. It's on special. Well, not on special. It's actually on reduced to clear at work. And it's a one that our work buys. So I get it even cheaper. Okay. So this week we are talking about the latest episode of Canada versus the world. And it's the Spy Queens episode. Um, so last week we obviously saw Isis Couture sadly leave. Um, we already made our feelings known about this. What did you think of Isis leaving? I don't, I don't know. Like it was, it was interesting to watch as someone who suffers with like depression and anxiety. I'm like, oh my, I don't know if this is how she felt in the moment Mm -hmm. and it would be a regrettable decision later because it just didn't feel like it was fully there, but also I'm like, you can never relate to someone else's experience, but it's completely Mm -hmm. different. See, it's very, it's very interesting that that was your take on it because our take on it was, it was a very strategic move because she hadn't been in the top of the design challenge, which was obviously expected. And then she was nervous about the comedy challenge. And then rather than having her legacy tainted by being eliminated by another queen, really? But yeah, we were both just going, I'm not, feel it's very strategic because that way then she's securing her legacy and not tarnishing it by getting eliminated when she's the reigning reigning winner we did Um, also think that you know obviously she has just gone from you know one drag event to the next to the next to the next so she probably is feeling a bit fatigued and Hmm. tired and overwhelmed but it would just seem like a really smart move on her part Hmm. to exit at that point 
yeah not just not discrediting obviously how she's feeling because yeah, of it's just a, a viewpoint of yeah so obviously we're we're not her we're not there we can't like all it is is speculation but it just we came just across drink very... and judge drink and judge <laughs> <laughs> we're gay that's what we do mm-hmm. um but yeah so did you see the thing about how she claimed she spent seventy thousand dollars on all her runways the, I can imagine, sorry. Um, and then Raja O'Hara came out um, with a tweet not long after that came out saying about how she doesn't understand how ISIS spent 70000 um because it's ridiculous that queens are spending that much money on runways that aren't even credited for each challenge. Which, so when ISIS said that she spent $70,000, Raja O'Hara then put out a tweet being like, how are you going to claim you spent $70,000 when runways aren't even counted towards each challenge because Raja so Raja reuses runways or reuses stuff that she never got so for example her face Keeney runway from last week was actually made for season 11 for the face Keeney episode that she never got to wear because she didn't make it to that episode so she was like oh well I'll just repurpose I haven't worn it so I'll repurpose it for this one so and she's she says that she spent very little money on Canada versus the world for her runways. But she did for the last All Stars, she only spent $600 on yeah. material because she makes everything. Mm. You could certainly tell she made her outfit this week. Just oh, saying. <laughs> buy a crutch pants or whatever. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she's saying that the Queen's spending exorbitant amount of money. Um, especially when the runways aren't actually counted towards placements each episode. No, this is the thing. They're not. Apparently the runways... So the runways only matter when it matters for storyline. Yeah, yeah. Because look at... I know you didn't watch UK most recently, but did you watch the most recent UK? Like when Starlet was like, I assumed look was 50% of the mark. So she thought she was safe because her looks were stunning. But like, if you... The the, the main challenge is that Acting challenges are shit. It's but in, not going to be 50%. No, but in, no, well, no, in theory, you would assume that because otherwise, why give them a theme for the runway if it's not going to be part of your, essentially, your mark for how well you do in the challenge? Like, if you excel in the challenge but bomb the runway, you would expect, you know, the runway to pull you down and you'd be towards the bottom, if that makes sense. I don't think anything can friend thing or drag race. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Was there a mini challenge this week? I want you to think say no. I would remember since I just watched it while you were doing trivia. <laughs> I, want to say, I want to say no, but I can't remember. No. So they went into the workroom. They had a chat. Oh, there was the, the lipstick reveal at the start. So... That's, oh, that's right. The bullshit. The, so I was, I thought this was bullshit on Silky's part. Um, so when Victoria revealed, obviously she put Vanity's lipstick last week because Vanity and Raja were both safe because Isis chose to go home. Um, and then Silky was like, I don't want to pull it out. You know, I'm doing this for said queen's mental health. No, fuck off you are. No, you're just trying to pull a BB the whole in on she her. went up and told her. Yeah, but she, that's the thing is like, she went up and told her privately, which, you know, that's okay. But every other week you're perfectly fine with pulling out a lipstick because the queen's not there. I think Silky saw that 
that maybe doesn't really have much confidence and he took it upon himself to have a little bit of a chat. Because any other queen in the competition, I think, would be like, oh yeah, I can understand that decision. I think Vanity still feels like she's not as good as everyone. Yeah. Just from my point of view. So probably she saw that and she's like, if I double whack her in front of everyone, that she's going to yeah. not be able to live up to her potential. And as another yeah. POC person, she's like, oh, that's like, I, mean, I want her to succeed. I get that. I do. But I do think as well, Silky, because I, as much as I do say that I'm not a huge fan of Silky, because I'm not, and it's got nothing to do with anything about her drag or that I just, I'm not a huge fan of her personality. Yeah. I do think that she's very smart because she knows what she's doing when it comes to a camera and how to not only milk screen time, but produce a storyline to get her more screen time. So for example, the whole, I'm choosing not to do it so that way then she can go up and do it to vanity personally. Yeah. Like she's smart that way. I do think, again, like I said, I do think it's a little bit of a cop out not doing it from the other Queens because if she was going to do that in my mind, she should have then spoken to Victoria and been like, who did you pick? If we both pick the same queen, can we not hmm. do it in front of everyone? So that way then it is more because by waiting until Victoria revealed hers, to then go, I'm not doing it for this queen's mental health. That's why I think it's a little bit of a cop out. Because if she was actually concerned about someone else's well-being, she should have pulled Victoria aside and gone, hey, did you pull? Who did you pull? I pulled the same one. Can we respectfully talk to that queen privately rather than doing it in front of everyone? And would you, I, I feel like I would, because of my anxiety and mm-hmm. everything that goes on, like what I said about Vanity, I would assume that people were thinking that if they yep. did it on the side and be like, mm-hmm. oh, you can't take this in front of everyone. So I'm going to tell you separately. Yes. Like I would overlook the, the kindness of it. Yeah, yeah. How my brain works. Yeah, yeah, you're knowing with you. Situations. Like, oh, she doesn't think that I'm able to take this, take another one like in front of everyone. Yeah. Which is kind of what she said anyway. So, like, although yeah. she was trying to be kind, she did tell tell the camera that, you know, she didn't want, after Vanity having her, you know, English queen throw her under the bus and throw her off the show, she didn't want her to, but, to feel like there was, you know. But at the same time, I, mm, but at the same time, all the queens have been voting very fair on this season. Mm-hmm. So... They've all said that they're going to vote based on track record. Vanity had been in the bottom twice. So in reality, it was her, it was her time to go. It was Raja's first time. So yeah. it would make sense that you would pick Vanity. So I don't understand why there would be so much of a shock for the Queens being like, Oh my God, Victoria chose Vanity. Unless mm-hmm. Victoria was doing a whole double swerve, which I don't think she would. Because Victoria doesn't seem like that type of malicious queen. Me, on the other hand, I'm a cunt. Um, so, obviously, no mini challenge. Uh, we had Tracy Melshaw come in. in I have a question. That... Yes. How did Victoria get to do, again, to I should know this because I just watched this, but I completely uh, forgot. Because she won the lip sync last week. Right. So, that, yeah. Okay. So, there's no mini challenge yeah. and that's how she got to assign the roles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Tracy Melshaw comes in and discusses, obviously, they're doing Spy Queens, you know, Spy Thriller, um, tells Victoria she's going to assign the roles. Um, what did we think of the Queen's, like, Victoria's choices on who plays what? So you've got Body Oddy Oddy, which ended up going to Raja O'Hara. You've got Lip Sync Assassin, which ended up going to Silky. You've got 
Vanity was the one, the Master of Disguise. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you look queen, look queen, look queen. Then you've got Mother, which was Rita Bagger, and then you've got what was what was Victoria's character? Um, the uh, reading, reading. reading, the one yeah, who reads right. good. Yeah, yeah, the reading assassin. That's right. That's it. Um, yeah. What do we think of the choices that she made for each character? I feel like obviously Vanity wasn't happy with what she got. She wanted. She was the look queen. She wanted the lip sync assassin. Or body, oddy, oddy. And so she wasn't happy, but I mean, tough position for Victoria because you can't please everyone. And really, if you're in that position, the only person you're really going to please is yourself because you're going to give yourself the role that you want. And she did. Already done that twice today. (laughs) Merry Christmas. I don't think anyone suited their role apart from. I don't think any of the roles were any good. Yeah. Like, they were. So the only thing I agreed with was Silky's reasoning behind wanting to be the lip sync assassin. The whole comedic thing of the whole, they're not going to have a fat body double. Yeah. They did. Yeah. When she was doing the the flips and stuff. She she was so skinny. You didn't even see her. When Victoria was tied up in the chair and Silky had to come in and save her and they had a body double do flips and tricks and stuff. Um, and it was this obviously skinny twink yeah. doing it. And I agree with her on that in that that's funny that's because, not. you know, they're not going to have a fat body double. So it makes sense for them to choose Victoria because it's comedic there. But the rest of the, I think the, uh, yeah, the rest of the girls, I don't know if it's the challenge that was shit. We all know I hate an acting challenge. They're never good. Like Caged Queens and Down Under was horrendous. Wait, wait, I do it properly, do it properly. I mean, cage coins. <laughs> yes. Horrendous. Sorry, Terry, you were talking. Yeah, the best acting challenge I've seen in the Oh, they have been. They have been ridiculous. And like the, the comedic part of how bad the backdrop and set was, where like Victoria was looking out and like little claymation, like little fish were just hovering up and down, not even swimming. I thought that was stupid and gay. <laughs> That so the pits that we the pits the bits that we didn't see in their rehearsal or their like when Tracy was directing them so for example that underwater scene that was actually funny and maybe it was funny because we didn't get to see them doing their you know rehearsal well not rehearsal but the whole bit with Tracy directing them so I think that's why that probably was a little bit funnier because you weren't expecting it whereas all the other ones and especially to and again like the silky with the body double was funny because you didn't see it. I always find the scenes that they, the scenes that they have with the direction from whoever's directing them are never actually as funny in the finished product as what they're hoping. Um, what qualifications does Tracy have to be giving direction on acting? Cause she, she the same wasn't... as Brad has for comedy. <laughs> so she's married to an actor. <laughs> I don't I don't know yet. I don't know what Tracy Melshaw is known for yet. She's just She's an actress. I thought she was an actress. So on Canada's Drag Race, which I know Sean you haven't watched, but she season one she was just Canada's squirrel friend. So she wasn't actually on the hosting on the judging panel, she was just there. Um and then she became a judge on season two. Um but yeah, I don't actually know what she what she does. 
like what I she's... feel like she's no, you know, she's no Greta Gerwig or Martin Scorsese. Like I don't think she has, um, you know, the directing chops to. For a second, when you said Greta Gerwig, I was thinking again back to last week, like Greta Thunberg. Thunberg, and I was like, Greta Thunberg directs. I mean, maybe from that giant yacht that she's hanging out on, apparently. While suing the pants off the world leaders for, you know. She's going to be Leonardo DiCaprio's new girlfriend at some point. You know it. (laughs) Um, So we then get to back in the workroom. The queens are obviously discussing whatever they were discussing. I wasn't paying attention at this point, if I'm honest. Um, I'm really kind of over the workroom chats, to be completely fair. Um, because I feel like they're very forced, which they are, because the producers are in their ear telling them what they're supposed to be talking about. Um, I feel like it was another soppy moment where there was a hug. I feel like there was a hug. These Canadian queen, I know that obviously there's only one Canadian queen in there, but the, I guess there's something in the water in Canada, but everybody's just too nice. And don't get me wrong, well, like there's no need for us to not be nice to each other, but... No, but so we watch... Lovely. We watch we watch shows like this for the drama. Let's be real. Like we watch shows like this for the drama, for the in-house fighting. It's something that we live for because for us as humans, especially those watching a reality TV show, we like watching other people fight because for us, it makes the rest of our lives seem normal. Hmm. If we're watching people be fight, just have like heated opinions. Yes. People have strong opinions that they stand by. Like, because in our day-to-day lives, we're forced, especially if we work in like customer service, we're forced to be nice to people on an hourly, minutely basis, day-to-day. We can't say what we truly think and what we truly feel about each person. Trust me, if I could, I would be in jail. Um, Aged queen. But, <laughs> but that's what we love about watching people on a reality TV show, especially when they're having heated discussions about something that they disagree on because we're like, finally, it's an outlet for us because we can't take it. And we can't take out that anger as well on people at home because it makes for a horrible home life. Um, So we need to see people doing it on TV, which is why I feel like when there's a season where the Queens are so placid and so nice, for example, like season 12, which is everyone's like, it's a boring season because there was no, you know, nastiness. Um, because we need to, we need to see that. We do need to see that. But yeah, so we cut to the runway, and I mean, we I love it when discussed... you do a hard cut like that. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you do that, and I'm like, are we, is that even where we're at? I don't know anymore. Yes, we are. <laughs> I guess I'll um, find out when I edit it. So we already discussed Brad's ridiculous choice for his runway suit with the mesh, yes, singlet and blazer. Can't even remember what Tracy's wearing. Green. Um, I think she looked good though. She had like a really like green, trilly, yes. trilly oh, green. Oh, that's right. Yes, she was in like the trill, the see-through trill dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had like long hair. Brooklyn. Fembot? I was getting more Mars Attacks yeah, vibe. The, yeah, the hair was definitely Mars Attacks. Is the, is the like half up, half down or like a really high painting Mm-hmm. No, it was like it was well, it was almost like a helmet type, and she was in like the latex leatherette style. Like she just needed the like... ends to go like this to yeah. be like full Mars well, attacks, but she had like the big fringe. Yeah, look, her last two runways 
I've not been, as I said, I've not been a huge fan of. The red one last week I wasn't a big fan of. Um, so I said the red one she wore last week was very much a Rue look. It's something I can see Rue wearing, which I don't think is a good thing for Brooklyn. Her lemon, her lemon inspired look was heaven. And then that, that one that we had a very huge discussion about her nude crystallized bodysuit wow. with a black gorgeous whereas he didn't agree with the hair so he thought it should have been long hair and i was like no no that hair is perfect but not like because... over, like long but like back yeah we came to a compromise and like a slicked back bob would have looked good as well <laughs> did you hear that i heard part of it would have made it look like a horse no oh, there we go all i heard was horse <laughs> Um, but yeah, Brooklyn this week, very Mars Attacks almost. Um, I would have loved if she had to come walking out like the woman from Mars Attacks, a very. Oh, like in that floaty kind of walk. Yeah. Um. With a tiny chihuahua with Sarah Jessica Parker's head on it. Ah, who was the guest judge this week? That, oh, that guy, you know. That guy, old man. Obviously a Canadian. Some, some. He was Canadian, eh? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him. Yeah. He was, uh, was he, he was a comedian, right? Was he? Oh, he wasn't very funny if he was a comedian. No, I don't think so either. I think he was based on like the challenge. Maybe, or is he just an actor? Actually, no. They don't. The, the guest judges have nothing to do with the challenges. Let's be real. They really don't. Anyway, uh, what's that category? Y2K. Y2K, 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 Y2K club kids. Um, first up was, I believe was Rita Bagger yes. in yes. her box with the Montreal balls and the drool. Oh, the drool. Is that on purpose? No. It's Cause she had, she had those, the, li- mouth the mouth guard things that hold your mouth open. And when she pulled the ball out and the drool that came out, I was like, they had to have deliberately left that in. Like, Absolutely. Well, when she, like, I keep seeing my blue mouth. When she did it, she kind of turned away from the camera to pull it out, but she didn't turn away enough, and it just mm. was like. Bleh. Bleh. Um, no, no. So, I, I didn't get her concept for this. Like her whole, I'm in a box and there's balls, and for some reason, so a reference to like her being in a box or a cage or something. Yeah, but I just, and I didn't get the whole, I didn't get Y2K and I didn't get Club Kid. Um, like for me, it didn't really fit either. It would have been Club Kid, I would have thought, without the box. It was just the green outfit and the perfect pink balls. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I just. Well, the guest judge comedy, potentially comedy man, he said that he got Club Kid from it. Yeah, but not. we also, yeah, but he also said he's a comedian. We didn't get that, so we're not trusting his judgment yet. Wait. Anyway, so yeah. next down the runway was Vanity <laughs> Muller. Uh, um, what was Vanity wearing? I've forgotten. She it's had like the yellow hair. Yeah, like the the, the Loki fit That's and the right. big like cape that. Yeah, the cape that got caught in like the wind. A thin I mean, but it was cute. That I loved. Like the design of that Didn't fit the runway though. Absolutely not. There was nothing about that outfit that screamed Y2K, Y2K Club Kid. 
definitely screamed gay. I don't think it screamed gay. Like I mean, she was, positive. she was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the Loki headdress maybe because Loki, you know, is bi icon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean the the cape was giving me Andre Leon Talley, um, and I've just realised that neither of you are going to know who that is. <laughs> so, Does it Andre play Leon, sport? No, so oh. Andre Leon Talley um, is a fashion icon. He was like the right hand man of Anna Wintour for years. Um, he also served as a guest judge on several seasons of America's Next Top Model. I think you're um, mistaking him with Anne Hathaway in Devil Wears Prada. I'm yes. not. I liked her coat. Her coat was probably the best thing about her outfit. Mm-hmm. I really liked the outfit. It just needed rhinestones and a different runway category. 100%. Yeah. It, just needed, it was a great outfit. It just needed to be for something else. Maybe yeah. like a Batgirl movie. Or like Marvel. Yeah. 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 Anything. No. No. Who was the next one down the runway? Because I can't remember. I can tell you. Victoria? Yes. I'm going to say yes. 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 Okay. So we had, we had Victoria's going come out and try and climb around the set and break the set. What I loved was her very British. I'm so sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) After she broke it. But the judging panel pissing themselves laughing at it. It was hilarious. And also, like, when she was getting ready and we saw her painting her face, I was like, what the fuck is she mm-hmm. going to be? Mm-hmm. Like, she's just yeah, doing green so, face. Like, yeah. So when when she was painting, because we hadn't heard what the category is yet, and I was very confused as to what everyone was painting as. And then when she started painting herself green and did that, both my housemate and I are like, is she doing Shrek? That's what we said, too. Is no like, but like, is she? Is she? Is this what it is? Like, Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Like, is she going to come out as Shrek? I mean, she almost came out as Shrek. Um, so she comes out as the Y2K bug. So now, this I liked. I didn't like the wig. I, I thought I like the wig. I could I mean, see you wearing the wig. I think the I didn't wig fit- has an almost mullet vibe, which is why you don't like it. But I also didn't think it fit the rest of the outfit. All right. Question. What wig would you have worn if you were the Millennium Bug? Who, by the way, never showed up to the party that she was supposed to show up to. I would either I would either have not worn a wig and just had, like, a bald cap with antenna on it, if you're mm-hmm. being a bug. Um, or gone some sort of green tinsel to blend in with the head. Um, tinsel is never okay. Okay, I have, I do have two. T- I never wear them anymore because they're gonna end up wearing humans. I have two tinsel wigs. Tinsel wigs are amazing. Um, I'm, just, I'm not a tinsel fan. I think it's because my mother overdid it when I was a child at Christmas, and she just she just like, forced tinsel upon me. That between that and my sister trying to dress me as Chichi Rodriguez. Chichi, a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> Getting back to yours in a second. You have a, you have one of the full tinsel wigs. Yes, yeah, so the whole lace front wig is just tinsel. I don't know how to style it. I was like, you can't style it, can I you? Walk down to the sun wearing it, I'm like, holy shit, I am the sun. Oh, well, because yeah, yeah it would it's be just very plastic. hot under there. Oh, so shiny and so beautiful. I look like that that filter app you have. Oh, uh, Kira Kira. Light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in person, I'm like, yep, this is beautiful. But also, I'm like, I know if I'm in drag and I get sweaty, it's like a bit. Oh uh, yeah, you 
But that's the thing is you wouldn't be able to style it because it can't curl or anything. No, like the only thing I can think of is like half up, half down. Yep. And like zip tie or elastic band, like pink. Could you curl it with scissors, like ribbon curls? Oh, that would be a lot because it's individual strands. Yeah, it's going to take a while. I mean, that would look cute, but you would never be able to get it straight again. You could look straight now in a low setting. You reckon? Oh, danger, Bull Robin. Melted. Danger. Um, okay, back to what you were saying. You look like Chi Chi from no, when Chi I was, Wong Fu. When I was a kid and I was growing up in WA, my mum at Christmas was obsessed with tinsel. So I have this like hatred for tinsel because I'm just like, don't bring it near me. And my stepkids, their mum loves tinsel and their tree at their house is covered in tinsel. And I'm like, don't even talk to me. Um, but my sister at the same time used to try to dress me up as Chi Chi Rodriguez. Because yep. we've spoken before about, like, my sister and I, when we were, like, seven, were watching Tu Wong Fu and loving it. Yep. And Kim was like... I still haven't watched it. Let's oh, put you in. You haven't seen Tu I gave her a fucking DVD. Yeah, I have the DVD. I just haven't watched it yet. You just have no DVD player. No, I, I, no, I already... Well, yeah, that. But I already decided I was just going to try and use my PlayStation for it. I just... I, I haven't had a chance to actually sit down and watch it. On. So, Victoria's gone. And uh, um, Y2K. I mean, I thought bug. it was a camp. I thought it was a camp idea coming out as the Millennium Bug. Mm. Um, she definitely, to me, was the only one who screamed Y2K, and yeah. like it made sense. And then at the same mm. time, she kept like you know the the bodysuit with the neon, like definitely paid homage to Club Kids. Yeah. So I can and see I like why the- she came out on top. I like how the judges were like, the more I look at it, the more details I can see, like the mm-hmm. ostrich feather and the neon tubing and all that. Whereas at first glance, yes, you can't really, yeah, you can't really see anything. You're like, oh yeah, cool. Just another bodysuit. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the queens at the moment have been doing very much that, just like bodysuits, which we well, see so another two of. I've seen fucking 16,000 versions of Drag Race now. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to oh yeah, something that's new and fresh. We're gonna get like we'll eventually get the leotards, and Michelle will be like, "Yes, I got another leotard." Um, so we just did Victoria Stone, who is I think Meg Ganesh. Uh yeah, that's oh, okay. right. The eye and the, the mouth. I feel like I'd seen this look before. Yes, that's why when it came out, I'm like, oh. I'm well, like, I mean, larger, larger, who so. who wore it on Down Under? Someone on Down Under wore a very similar look. Um, Coco Jumbo, remember when she came out in the oh, okay. the lips and they were called her a very hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. But she had the lips and she had the calamari rings as earrings. That's... You know, that's a lot of more face. It was reminiscent to me of when Sasha Valor came out with the crown. She had the hand on the hand and then um, a scroll or something. Yes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a large version of it. See, I just think I I didn't get Silky's concept for this. It didn't scream. It didn't scream Y two K. Didn't scream Club Kid. It completely it missed scream, the mark. Like, like again, well, Leotard, it, which looked nice, mm. but like when they asked her about it uh, when they're doing not critiques when they were talking to them afterwards, she was like, it was all about her and the fact that she talks a lot and she's blind as a bat like great it's very personal but if you have to explain it it's not translating 
Um, and finally, we have Raja O'Hara in her intestinal tract runway. Um, yeah, so again, a look that had to kind of be explained because they thought she was a limp Teletubby. I didn't get Y2G from this. No. I got more, I did get the Club Kid sort of vibe from it, but not Y2G. And it was too, too like fashion to be. Yeah, when she kept having to, to when she kept having to hold this part up or just like, I don't know if it was intentional, supposed to be floppy or it just fell, but it's just like when she kept playing with it, I'm like, just leave it alone. Well, like when your mum, as you, when you were a teenager, kept saying, stop playing with yourself. No? Anyway, so Raja in her limp Teletubby intestinal tract. Mm. Which um, was supposed to be like the needle and the thread going on a journey. I don't know. Didn't get it. Oh. Oh, the pants and the firecrunch. Yeah, it's all it's all part yes. of the journey. Yeah. Chlamydia? That's a fabric, maybe? Yes. The clap. I'm glad you got that. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no. Um, so our tops are Victoria and Silky? Raja. No, Raja, Raja. Rita. Sorry, Rita. Rita. No, I knew it began Rita. with an R. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah, Victoria and Rita, that's right. Which is deserving. Which is deserving because I do think that Rita's in her challenge, like, oh, as a mother, was deserving. Always like um, Victoria was obviously funny as well. Um, I think the rest of them were sort of just there. So top two are Victoria and Rita. Bottom two are Vanity and Silky. Silky looks pissed, though. Well, she did, clearly um, did not agree with the judges this week. And, and I'm she not even sure what planet she was living on. She even said so when they went into their, like, untu- which, again, I'm still not happy with the fact that the overseas versions and these versus the world versions and our version get, like, a two-minute untucked as opposed to a full episode. I really wish we got a proper untucked. Yeah, Silky looked pissed. And she even mentioned in the untucked that she w- didn't think that she deserved the bottom placement. Um but I'd love to know who she thought. I don't think so. She's been Raja and uh, Vanity. You think Raja? Yeah. I didn't enjoy her in that. Yeah, fair. Fair. I kind of thought it was Raja being Raja. But she'll be being so funny. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, yeah, okay. I, I can see that. I can see Raja being a substitute for Silky easily. Def- definitely Vanity deserved her bottom placement. Um, I think she let her lack of interest in the role that she was given sabotage her. Mm-hmm. Um, like, granted, yes, you're obviously going to want a specific role, but in that sort of thing, if you're given something that you're not, you weren't originally keen on, you still go out and do everything you can because you can end up turning something you didn't want to do into absolute gold because it's happened before on the show. Someone going, oh, I didn't want this role and end up winning winning the challenge. Well, I do well, love that. do more and real mm. Yeah. And I love her comment because obviously at the start, she was in the bottom two last week and then she got saved. Well, they both got saved. And then she was saying how, you know, she's got the fire in her belly and she's, you know, this is the kick up the bum that she needed. And then cut to after the Did runways. someone douse that with water? Well, I just like that when she was like, you know, I said I was going to bring the fire, but I brought the fart. 
<laughs> Gastro. What was our lip sync song this week? Because I can't remember. Uh, it was not very good. Something Canadian. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. I don't think this was a Canadian song. Um, it I th- was... I think... It sampled a song from the 90s, and I can't think what it is now. It was called Freak by Estelle mm. featuring Cardinal Official. That's right. Yeah, because Estelle's British. Um, she is too. Yeah, she's the one that sings American Boy, you know. You be right. my American boy. Oh, she's not British. She, like, left England after that. Yes, that's right. I didn't realise this was Estelle. Well, no one does because Estelle's not done anything since American Boy. But no, I've heard that song before, but I didn't realize it was Estelle. Um, yeah, it was a very odd choice for a lip sync, to be fair. Um, but well, I do it think makes sense with the YTK. Thank God, Yeah, I think Rita obviously did better in the lip sync than Victoria did. Why does Victoria not change her outfits for her lip syncs, but other everyone else does? I think it's purely because obviously for her, it's a new thing coming back. So maybe she just didn't have, maybe she didn't bring enough outfits to change. So then Rita obviously wins lip sync uh, justifiably. She then pulls out her lipstick and it is Vanity Milan's time to go. I do think this was the right choice. Um, she was in the bottom two weeks in a row. Like, mm. If that being in the bottom is not enough to get you out of the bottom, maybe you should go. Yeah. Completely um, is. Well, actually, this is the first season where, well, All-Stars format season, I should say, where there's not been a queen in the bottom more than two weeks in a row before she's gone. Because normally every other All-Stars format, and even UK versus the world, there was a queen that was in the bottom multiple weeks. Before she finally gets eliminated. Um, that this is the first time where it's, you know, they've gone, okay, you're in the bottom this week. Oh, you're in the bottom again. All right, goodbye. Um, but I definitely think, yeah, Vanity, she showed lack of confidence, um, which was a detriment to her. Mm-hmm. Do I agree with the top four placement? So as in like having Rita, Raja, Silky and... Victoria as the top four. No. Definitely Raja. I I 100% would have seen Victoria in a top four placement. Raja in a top four placement. Victoria's been on the top a few times and she's been consistently solid with her runways. Only queen to not hit the bottom. Mm. She's the only queen to not be in the bottom so far. Someone that you didn't really see much of in her actual season. Yeah. Um, I definitely saw Isis being in the top four if she yeah. hadn't have gone. If she hadn't left 100%. Um, she could have I, I, I don't think she would have bombed that bad to put it in the bottom two for that episode. I don't think. Um, I definitely think she would have. And I think she's a lot funnier than she gives herself credit for. I mean, she won the Snatch game for God's sakes. Um, and that was all improv. Like, I think she's a lot funnier than she gives herself credit for. So I think she could have easily still been in top four. Um, all right. So as we've said, our top four, we've got Victoria, Silky, Raja, and Rita. Predictions. Who do you think is going to take out Canada versus the world? Will a Canadian win because it is Canada? 
Who in the UK that's about? Blue Hydrangea. So it is home country so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I'm, I'm, I'd love to be the win. But based on last week, I'm like, oh, maybe not. Well, you've got to remember, to for the win, it's a lip sync smack down for the crown. Okay. So it's essentially three lip syncs. So two queens lip syncing against each other twice and then the winner of each one lip syncing against each other. So I think the lip sync smackdown for the crown is a horrible way of, of deciding who's winning. Um, they could easily do, yeah, a lip sync royale sort of thing, like have them all lip sync to certain things, even like they did for All Stars 6 where the four of them lip sync to the same song, um, but not together. Mm-hmm. So you just got to see each one lip syncing to their own way to the song and then they pick a winner based on that. That I'd be happy with because you're getting to see each queen, essentially each queen's interpretation of a number, the exact same number. That I'd be happy with. Um, but the battle royale version that they are going to do, I don't, I don't see ending in the way that it should. See, this is where I think it becomes favoritism to yeah. a degree. See, in my eyes, I think either Victoria or Rita should take this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think Raja's done enough to warrant a win. And I don't think Silky has done enough to warrant a win. Um, I think both Raja, I think Victoria is my pick to win. She's my pick um, to win as well. Like, I think I've, I've made it clear in the past couple of episodes that I am very much here for Victoria Scone to take it out. Mm. Like to me, she has been like all round consistently good, even just Mm. from like being a viewer and just watching her interact with the other Queens. She's been consistently funny and kind. And, you know, she's had moments like when she pulled Jesus, who did she pull up in like week, whatever it was about the fishy comment. Like she's, she's, you know, Stephanie Prince. That's correct. So she's she's been she's just been consistently solid throughout the whole thing. From her like her runway looks have been great. She to me as well. She's the one queen whose runway looks have always met the brief, even yes. if you know they might they during production you. they might have changed it. Which one? Her polyps look. The Queen of the World where oh, she came out. As okay, the, yeah. All right. That's probably the only one where she was maybe. The Queen of the World look where she came out as she dressed like a scone, but like with the jam and the cream, but then the random polyps on her shoulders and chest. Yeah, I think that's what I designed for, but she's still like matched. Yeah. That's the only one that I would say has her like her let that was down. her that but, was her weakest one in terms of yeah. meeting the brief. But see, she's been more consistent surprise- than anyone else. It wouldn't surprise me if they crowned her because there was rumoured that until she obviously hurt herself on her season, she was supposed to be a front runner for season three for the UK, um, which is why there's all that speculation that Crystal Versace, who ended up winning that season, was never supposed to win season three. Like she was a last minute choice because originally they had intended because the biggest thing going around with the drag race fandom and especially now that, you know, social media is such a big thing and leaks happen left, right and center is that production already choose the winner when they cast the Queens. So when they're choosing the cast, they already know who they're casting, who they is going to win the season. 
So there was speculation that Victoria was cast to be the winner, but when she injured herself and could not continue, that's why the rest of the season for UK season three seemed a little bit scrambled because they were having to essentially make it up on the spot because their their winner had been taken out unceremoniously. And I mean, from a production value and even just like, you know, being present in 2022 moment, we have never had a cisgendered lesbian drag queen win. Therefore, if she yeah. does win, but then, you know, we've my, got my... two other queens of colour who could be great representation to win as well. My my thing with that, though, is, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves, especially with the fandom, is them going, oh, we need a big girl to win. If they're the best person, I yeah. hate this whole, we need to have this person win. We need to have this person win because we don't have this type of winner. We don't have this type of winner. If they're the best, 100%. But if they're not the best, they shouldn't win just because they fit a category. But also because of people in their certain life. I don't know if there's no expectancy. But like situations that they're presented, obviously, like I just had a, an interview with someone in regards to like drag kings, so they don't get the same opportunities as drag queens. So someone who's an AFAB performer versus a drag queen, like they might not have that same exposure and that same um, yeah, completely fair. Thing. So to be able to give someone that who's Victoria Stone is an amazing performance. Mm. I feel like she'd be able to do stuff with it. I like. I'd love Raja to win just because I feel like Raja, in my eyes, has done done the most. But mm. Victoria would open doors for so many AFAB performers as well. Hundred kings just people that one. hundred percent. But that's the thing is like. While yes, she would open doors by winning, does she deserve the win? I mean, yes, we've seen this season she deserves the win, but if she'd just been like consistently safe and they just crowned her because you know she opens those doors and she fits the brief, I think that's a cop out because essentially you're just telling every other queen you can try your best and you can be better than someone else, but unless you're fitting a certain category that we need for this time around, you're wasting your time. Like, I think it should always, it's the same, it's the same with. You could say that about Sasha Oh, a hundred percent. No, but that's the thing is a hundred percent. Everyone does agree that season nine, when Sasha won, everyone's expecting Shay to win because Shay should have won because she was the best queen. But that's when they originally changed it to that lip sync Smackdown format. And unfortunately it just happened to work against Shay's favor. Um, which is again, why I think the lip sync Smackdown is a horrible, but then they got the reuse. True, but they could have also. But they would have. Been, same with Sasha, though. They could have easily reused Sasha, and I think she still would have done well on an All Stars season. Um, all produced, yeah, heavily produced. Yeah. But that's. I do think it comes down to it's the same with acting. Like the best actor for the role should be chosen for the role. Yeah, not because of their status and. No. People are going to go to the movie and see the actor. Like, it should be a case of if this person blew your way for their audition, then they should be the person that is chosen. Exact same thing is when you're choosing a partner, you don't just choose someone because they fit your brief. You choose someone. 
You well, choose I mean, the one that reason. blew you away. <laughs> well, that is a good enough reason. Sean, overall thoughts on this season before we get into the finale? Um, this season of the wind up has been my favorite. No, the drag race. Oh, you... drag race. Okay. <laughs> um, look, Canada versus the world has been fun. I've really enjoyed all the queens that have been on there. Everybody has been super nice, which has been super annoying because I wanted more drama. But that's I feel okay. like we're going to get it with US 15. Yeah. I think so too. Your thoughts on Canada versus the world? See, I looked at him, meaning I was talking to him. Thanks, Karen. I, I love him that they're all stars, just because they bring such top quality like drag to a stage. And yeah. the, the challenges reflect that as well. So I really enjoyed it. Mm. And to be able to see such um, big queens like Silky and Raja compete against these queens that have only been on one season has been really interesting. And they've really kind of had their own. Um, Yes, yes. Whether or not it's the global all stars or whether it's down yeah. under. Yeah. See, for me, the, my only disappointment was the fact that, as we discussed, especially with the Comedy Queens episode, this group is not a funny bunch. And we saw that again with the Spy Queens challenge. They're not a comedic bunch. Um, well, yeah, I think I think unfortunately for her, it was just again. I think it, the pressure got to her, especially being in such a global. Yeah, and also Australia doesn't have the budget for the designers compared to no. the rest of the world. The industry here is just not big enough. No, we also, got her no cheek, support during her cheekbones. Just couldn't take it anymore either. We know constant. Yeah, like I mean, she's looks like she's still, always having a good time. I'll have one. I, she's terminal, having. terminal happiness. Terminal happiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, I still love, I still love from episode one when they did Bonjour High, and that song just fit her team so perfectly. And just they start the song with just her looking at everyone going, Bonjour High, like that. <laughs> that was camp. Um, I do think it was a good mix of queens this this season. My only disappointment was, in all honesty, I would have preferred to see two other American queens besides Raja and Silky, because they've got close to 200 queens to pick from, and they're constantly choosing the same ones for different all-stars, be it the versus the world or just in general all-stars. So I would love to see different queens be getting an opportunity on the versus the world format than ones that have already been on a US All-Stars. I think that would be fairer. Because, I mean, the ones that have already done All-Stars in the US, then getting onto the versus world, they've already had two turns around in the drag race. I mean, like, look at Jujubee, who had 700. Like, you've already had multiple chances to do this, and you know what's coming, and you know how to elevate everything. Whereas all the other queens on the versus world, this is this this is their second time, so they're only just getting to slightly elevate themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, we're boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you're lucky. Normally she gets really mad when you yawn on camera. 
Believe me. Like plastic tiara. I would love to see, yeah, plastic tiara make a comeback. Um, Under the drag race format, I mean, not as in like in a comeback, as in like in drag. Um, and do you know what I want to see? I would love to see Courtney act, make a return. She wouldn't come back, does it? She have like a tumultuous relationship with Rue now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Courtney's just moved back to Sydney and just bought a house. So she probably won't. Could you imagine the scandal if she was cast on Down Under versus the World? She would. Could you imagine though? Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, the, the, so I'd love to see her take down. Her versus art would be hilarious. But actually, no, that would never happen because art has worked with us too many times. Um, but I would love to, I would love to see Courtney make it a return to the All Stars format. Um, same with, like, yeah, Courtney versus the world would be amazing. Courtney versus the world. There we are. That's the new season. It's just Courtney versus the world. Um, we need a RuPaul versus the world. Where he doesn't do his own makeup and hair. <laughs> oh God, could you imagine? Level that look, Looking like she did on that episode of Project Runway. Oh, uh, that reminds me of um, a movie called with um, the guy that plays Felicia in Sword. Wow. Wow. How do you Guy Pierce. Like this, oh. the movie where he goes in the time machine and there's the yeah, time machine, the time machine with Samantha yeah, Mumba. That I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wendy Williams. Wendy, Wendy Williams. <laughs> and those creatures. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we do, and we do, and we do. Oh, Brady. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that has been this week's episode of the Wind Up. Uh, I just want to give a very huge special thanks and once again to our fabulous guest this week, Terry Daftal. Thanks for joining us. You can come back anytime. We're here there's a, a new iteration of the wind up coming up, which you oh, may yeah. have to well, come and play. I mean, yes, yeah, season 15 of Trade Race US, which we're about to start in two weeks, well, three weeks once it starts, um, which is going to run for 84 weeks. Oh. <laughs> Wait, do we get a break? What? I just, yeah, we get a one week break. Oh, thank God. So this, so Canada versus the world finishes next week, and then we have a one week break, and then US fifteen starts. Um, no, I said the same thing to him. I was like, US fifteen is going to run for eighty four weeks. He's like, I know you're joking. Please tell me you're joking. And I was like, Well, no, it's just the last one to run for so long. Yes. Yes. So we'll we'll arrange guests for the next one. Um, you will arrange guests. That's your job. <laughs> that's my one job. <laughs> I don't even Who have plays. any good people I can bring on. That's my one job. I'll arrange. I'll arrange guests. We'll get queens that watch drag race and get them to come on. Um, yeah, thank you to Terry Dactyl. So don't forget, you can follow the pod at the wind up underscore pod on Instagram. You can follow myself at microphone with an F on the PH because the PH spells crap home. Um, you can follow him at Sean Phillip official, like him at terry.dactyl. All of this will appear on the things as you see it anyway. Um, but this has been the wind up. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, 
we will see you all next week for the finale of Canada versus the world. Bye. Bye. Bye.